We continue our off-season coverage with a look at the available unrestricted free agent goalies on the market for the LA Kings, plus a look at Kings prospect Francesco Pinelli and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And of course, we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on today's show, as we count down to this year's NHL draft, we look back at a Kings recent draft pick and give you a progress report on Francesco Pinelli. Today is also a day that a former King was in the news, so we'll get a chance to play a little game called Name That King. Also, some reaction on the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup with some former Kings of note on the roster as well. But uh, as you likely know, uh, the LA Kings are looking for an upgrade in net, also to fill out their roster when it comes to the goaltending position right now, only two LA Kings, uh, there are only two Kings goalies under contract uh, right now. And that would be, of course, Phoenix Copley and Eric Portillo. Now, you obviously know about Phoenix Copley. You know his story. Uh, what is unknown is what role Phoenix Copley will play next season with the LA Kings. It seems that that's to be determined. Uh, we know that uh, he started uh, a lot of games after coming in to basically be um, a stopgap for Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, who weren't getting the job done. And little did anyone know that Phoenix Copley would do more than just be a stopgap. He would actually come in and be a very solid, reliable number one goalie. Uh, but then again, uh, at the end of the year, the Kings decided that they didn't want to go into the playoffs with someone like Phoenix Copley, who, as great as he was during the regular season, there was an opportunity to upgrade in net and you want to have the best roster available playing in the most important games of the year. So the Kings went out and got uh, goaltender Jonas Corposalo before the trade deadline. He then became the number one at the end of the year and in the playoffs and Phoenix Copley became the number two. Uh, so what are the Kings plans in net this year? Is Phoenix Copley going to be the number one as he was for most of last year? Will there be a one, a one B situation with another goalie? as was the case late in the year after Jonas Corposalo arrived, or will Phoenix Copley be the number two goalie as he was at the end of the year and in the playoffs to Jonas Corposalo? That is all to be determined. As for Eric Portillo, looks like he's probably going to be the number one goalie in Ontario as he starts his pro career. He was the number one goalie for several seasons at a premier college program. That was the University of Michigan. Uh, still, need to find out whether he's a guy who will eventually be the Kings goalie of the future or not. And that means getting to look at him uh, over a full season or seasons at the AHL level. So what exactly are the Kings looking for, for the goaltending position? Uh, that again, that remains to be determined, 
We don't know, but we do know a list of unrestricted free agent goalies that are available that the Kings could be interested in. There's eight goalies that I have singled out as players that I think the Kings could or should be interested in. Uh, There are four goalies that are on the younger side and four goalies that are on the older side of things. Let's start, though, with one of the younger goalies and the one the Kings are most familiar with, and that is Jonas Corposalo. Six foot three, 190 pounds, 29 years old, out of Finland, had a 17-13-4 and four record last season split between the Kings and the Columbus Blue Jackets, posted an eight, uh, a 2.87 goals against average and a 9-14 save percentage. Now, after joining the Kings before the trade deadline, he went 7-3-1 in the regular season, 2.13 goals against average and a 9-21 save percentage. So obviously his numbers went up when he was playing for a better team. Not surprising. He did start all six games in net in the playoffs, went 2-4, 3.77 goals against average and an 8-92 save percentage. So obviously those numbers were not great. Now the pluses with Jonas Corposalo are familiarity and cost. The Kings know Corposalo. They know what he's capable of. They saw how he fit in with the team. Um, they, he, he is, uh, you know, was solid in the regular season. Uh, also made 1.3 million last season. Uh, not sure if he's looking to come in at around that same number, but that would be a very reasonable price uh, to fit in with what the LA Kings have going on as far as their salary cap situation, the way it looks right now, barring any major changes. Uh, the minuses with Jonas Corposalo, obviously the Kings are looking for an upgrade going into the playoffs. Uh, now, he wasn't terrible in the playoffs, but he wasn't good enough either. I think clearly if the Kings are looking for a true number one goalie, um, they're looking for somebody who has a proven playoff track record. Now, to be fair to Corposalo, his numbers were excellent as far as the goals against and the save percentage when he was in Columbus for the one postseason he was in. Um, not so much, though, this season with the LA Kings. I think the most intriguing UFA goaltender that's going to be available is Aiden Hill of the Vegas Golden Knights. He just backstopped Vegas to their first ever Stanley Cup title, coming on in relief of the injured Laurent Brassois. Um, He was very solid in net. wasn't the main reason necessarily that Vegas won the Stanley Cup, but he certainly was a big part of it. Um, He is six foot four, 215 pounds. He's 27 years old, posted a 2.50 goals against average and a 9.15 save percentage with Vegas in 27 regular season games. Uh, He obviously is a proven playoff performer, having gotten the job done, uh, being pushed into the spotlight and on the biggest stage, uh, ended up going 11-4 and in the postseason, 2.17 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage in the playoffs. You might be asking, why in the world is a Stanley Cup winning goalie available? Well, Vegas already has two goalies under contract beyond this season. Robin Leonard, who missed the entire season due to injury, and Logan Thompson, who was an all-star but missed the playoffs due to injury. Now, with Hill, maybe uh, they cut bait on Robin Leonard. Maybe they keep him on long-term injured reserve. I don't know what his situation is coming off of hip surgery. Will he be ready to go for next season? Unknown. But right now, again, Vegas has two goalies under contract. Uh, so would they be willing to let Hill go, knowing they've got a guy who was an all-star last year in Logan Thompson, if Robin Leonard isn't available? Uh, I think it's very, very likely that Aiden Hill could be available. Now, you could argue that he has never 
put up these kinds of numbers before in his career. Maybe he got hot at the right time. Maybe it was kind of a fluke. Now, granted, his previous teams, he was on some bad teams in Arizona and San Jose. Um, he is undoubtedly looking for a raise from the $2.175 million he made last season. Uh, and you would also think if you're Aiden Hill, you're going to be looking to join a team if, in fact, the Vegas Golden Knights don't try and re-sign you, where you're going to get a chance to be a number one goal. You want to cash in on what you've just accomplished, what you've just proven. Uh, so you don't want to go to a team if the Kings are looking to bring him in where he would be, you know, a sharing time in net or maybe even being the backup. So whether he would be uh, looking to join a team like the Kings uh, remains to be seen and whether he's going to be looking to kind of cash in on what he just did, which you would expect uh, remains to be seen as well. There's also the man who Aiden Hill replaced in the playoffs for Vegas, and that's Laurent Brassois. He is also an unrestricted free agent. We already talked about the two goalies that the Golden Knights have signed beyond this coming season. Uh, and you would think that Aiden Hill would be ahead in line of Laurent Brassois. So it looks like he's going to be available. Uh, he won um, five playoff games for the Golden Knights this season, uh, posted four wins over Winnipeg and two over Edmonton. So, excuse me, six wins this postseason for Laurent Brassois. He's six foot three, 215 pounds. He's 30 years old, uh, did an amazing job filling in for Logan Thompson, who got hurt. Brassois during the regular season was 7 0 3 in 10 starts, a 2.17 goals against average, a 9.27 save percentage. Uh, he he made $2.325 million last season. Now, he has been a pretty much a career backup. Uh, he was a longtime backup in Winnipeg to Connor Hellebuck. Um, you have to think that he would also be looking to parlay some of his success he had this past year into a better opportunity, maybe a bit of a raise as well. Um, the, the argument against Laurent Brassois is that, again, he's been a career backup his whole year. And even though he was great, at the end of the regular season and early in the playoffs for Vegas, it's still a pretty small sample size. Are you willing to make an investment into a guy like that based on, you know, those 20 or so starts? Um, that's a question some teams will have to answer. And I'm sure there's some teams that would be a little bit questionable about that. But one of the pluses for Laurent Brustois is that he has been a number two goalie before. So he would be comfortable in that role if that was what some teams were looking for. Maybe a guy who you you give him a chance to start, but if it doesn't happen, he's not going to be unfamiliar with that backup role. And then there's Tristan Jari, who I think is a very interesting possibility for the Kings, mostly because other than Jonas Corposalo, the Kings are going to be familiar with him. More specifically, new Kings goalie coach Mike Buckley is very familiar with Tristan Jari, having coached him for several seasons with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we mentioned on a previous show that Jari did have an all-star season under Buckley. He was the number one goalie in Pittsburgh over the over parts of the last four years. He does have limited playoff experience because of injuries, but he's seen a lot of time recently as a number one goalie. He's six foot two, 200 pounds, 28 years old. Last season, a record of 24, 13, and 7 with a 2.90 goals against average and a 909 save percentage. Those numbers were off a bit from his previous year. Uh, now he's only made eight career playoff starts, which is unusual playing for a team like Pittsburgh, which had made the playoffs 16 straight years before this past season. So they played in a lot of playoff games, but Tristan Jari was hurt for most of those times. So he's an unproven performer in the postseason. He made $3.5 million this past season. So all the goalies we've talked about so far are either 30 years old or younger. We're going to talk about four goalies that the Kings could be interested in that are at least 33 years old or older. We'll do that in a second, but first, 
Want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of your team uh, every day, brought to you by Game Time. Uh, you can buy tickets for your favorite events, and it shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With the Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest prices guaranteed with event cancellation protection. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And with the game time guarantee, you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps on your phone and you're set. Tickets go directly to your phone. They don't ever end up in your email where you have to go find them. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So I want to go back and look at a few more of the more veteran goalies that are going to be unrestricted free agents that are out there on the market. We'll start with 33-year-old Frederick Anderson. Uh, He has plenty of NHL experience as a number one, uh, 465 career starts over his time in the NHL with the Ducks, Maple Leafs, and Hurricanes. He's 6'4", 240 pounds. Uh, last season, 33 starts for the Carolina Hurricanes. He posted a 2.48 goals against average, a 9.03 save percentage. He's appeared in 62 career playoff games with an overall record in the postseason of 32 and 26. He made $4.5 million last season. Anderson shared the net in Carolina with Antti Ranta, also an unrestricted free agent. He started 27 games for the Hurricanes. Uh, he's six foot, 195 pounds, 34 years old. Had a 2.23 goals against average, a 9.10 save percentage, made $2 million last year. He's appeared in 24 career NHL games in the playoffs with a 9 and 9 overall record. Simeon Varlamov made 583 uh, career games played in the NHL. So he's clearly a veteran guy, 6'2, 200 pounds, 35 years old, 2.70 goals against average, 9.13 save percentage with the New York Islanders last year as primarily their number two goalie. He made $5 million a year. This past season, he has 60 career playoff starts with a 31 and 27 record. And then there's 38-year-old Yaroslav Halak, 581 career NHL games played. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. He had a 2.72 goals against average, 903 save percentage, and was the number two goalie for the New York Rangers last year. He has a career playoff record of 17 and 20. He made 1.5 million dollars last year. So when you're looking at Varlamov and Halak, guys who are looking to become in veteran presence. They've been around the block, but they're going to be the number two goalie at this point in their career. You've got Ronsa and Anderson. Uh, I would assume that Carolina would want to bring one of them back. I don't know if they're going to bring both of them back or not. Um, they uh, have had some success in the playoffs, um, but are guys that are kind of on the bubble as far as still being a number one or maybe being a number two goalie. Um, I would guess both of them. Uh, being in their early 30s are hoping to get one more crack at a number one job somewhere else. Again, it could still be with Carolina or it could be elsewhere. So some intriguing kind of older veterans as far as unrestricted free go- free agent goalies that are out there as well. I think contrary to other reports that you may have read, I would still not be surprised if the Kings were to go back and turn to Jonas Corposalo. I think they can still get him at around the same salary that he made last season. Now, uh, you, you you know for the most part what you're going to get out of him, but is that enough is the question. What he did in the playoffs, was that enough for the Kings if they're about the same type of team, a playoff team, 
that has a possibility of making a run. Is he enough to get the Kings deep in the playoffs? I think Aiden Hill would be very interesting, but again, he's looking to cash in on what he did with the Stanley Cup run in Vegas. I don't know if he fits into what the Kings are looking for or not. Uh, if he does, how much money is he going to be looking for? And do you believe that what he did this past year was was not a fluke? Uh, I would say there was enough of a sample size in the playoffs to believe that he legitimately is a guy that can get it done in the playoffs. I mean, we just saw it. Uh, Laurent Brossois could uh, make a lot of sense as well. Uh, maybe a guy that you don't have to invest too much in, but is looking to get a chance at a number one spot again, knowing that there's just no room for him in Vegas. And he did put up some very, very good numbers this year uh, with the Golden Knights. And how much does the Mike Buckley relationship with Tristan Jari factor in as, as to how much he would be interested in the Kings and the Kings would be interested in him? Going to be very interesting to see if uh, any of these goalies are in the future plans of the LA Kings. Again, unrestricted free agent goalies that you just got to go out and sign and fit under the salary cap, not guys that you're going to be trading for and having to make room for uh, all certainly possibilities uh, with different roles for the LA Kings in net. We've got the NHL draft coming up and I got a quick feature on a Kings recent draft pick. We'll tell you all about Francesco Pinelli and how he has done recently. Uh, but first I want to let you know today's episode of lockdown LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at bird dogs. Uh, now, what is Bird Dogs? Well, uh, they're actually shorts that have the underwear built in. And that might sound weird, but it is not weird to be comfortable or look good. And Bird Dogs has both of that covered. Uh, got a lot of different colors to choose from. And, uh, you know, as I've said many times, it's hard to make me look good uh, with clothing. But Bird Dogs absolutely does that. And again, they feel amazing. You can wear them in a variety of different ways. Uh, they are they look nice enough that you could certainly wear them out to a nice dinner or to some kind of family gathering where it's kind of casual, but you still want to look good. And they're also durable enough and versatile enough. You could exercise in them. You could do yard work in them, those types of things. Uh, and again, just a great combination of, you know, great feel and a great look. Uh, and I, I wear them all the time. My wife likes them and, uh, that's saying something because she doesn't like a lot of the things I wear. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you enter the promo code locked on NHL, they will throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, birddogs.com, B I R D D O G S.com. And you can enter the promo code locked on NHL and get your free gift. I wanted to look with the NHL draft coming up. Uh, and we've talked about some of the recent draft classes, I guess, for the LA Kings. Uh, you everydayers know we've talked about the 2017 and 2018 draft classes for the Kings, how they've panned out or not. And since there really isn't much sense in evaluating some of the more recent draft classes because they just haven't had enough time to really let us know and have a good indication of whether they're going to be NHL contributors or not, uh, we wanted to focus in on some of the more recent draft picks and tell you how they've been doing individually and where they are kind of in the development as far as joining the LA Kings organization. Now, you likely know all about the Kings' number one pick in the 2021 NHL draft, highly touted prospect Brant Clark. But what about the number two pick taken in that year? 42nd overall, that would be forward Francesco Pinelli. Now, he has played three seasons in the Ontario Hockey League for the Kitchener Rangers, also played 13 games professionally in Slovenia during the COVID year. He's 20 years old, six foot one. 185 pounds this past season in 60 games in the OHL, the Ontario hockey league, he put up 41 goals, 
49 assists for 90 points. He finished ninth in the league in goals, tied for 11th in scoring in the 20-team OHL. Uh, he had seven points in six playoff games, helped lead Kitchener to a first-round upset of top-seeded Windsor. Uh, he played on both the power play and the penalty kill for Kitchener, led the OHL with five shorthanded goals. Uh, no surprise, he was named the Kitchener Rangers team most valuable player for last season. Uh, now, had he put up those numbers that I had mentioned going into his draft year, he would not have been available to the LA Kings in the second round. Many thought he should have been a first round pick anyway, but the Kings able to um, get lucky or have the foresight to see that this was a guy on the rise and were able to get him at great value in the second round. Uh, again, the numbers have been increasing every year in his junior career. Uh, as far as his three seasons in Kitchener, games played, he went from 59 to 55 to 60, so he's been available and injury-free for the most part. Uh, goals scored went from 18 to 22 to 41. His assists went from 23 to 38 to 49, and his points went from 41 to 60 to 90 this past year. So Pinelli has obviously shown a great progression over his three years in the OHL, getting better and better as he gets older and gains more experience. In addition to his production on the ice, he's also displayed leadership skills, having been the captain of the Kitchener Rangers for the past two seasons. Just reading the scouting report on Pinelli, uh, he's not just a scorer across the board, an all-around good player. He's been praised for his play at both ends of the ice. He's been projected to be a top six forward at the NHL level. He's actually drawn some comparisons to King center Philip Deneau with perhaps a little bit more scoring touch. Uh, he has an above average NHL shot and great awareness on the ice. He's a guy that knows where to be and when to be there. Uh, he also isn't just a sniper or a guy who will float around the net uh, and buzz the tower. Uh, he is not afraid to go to the net and hunt down rebounds. Also has a solid level of aggressiveness for playing on the forecheck and winning board battles. Francesco Pinelli really checks off a lot of boxes at this point in his career. Now it's up to him to keep his progression going as he moves up in, in the level of competition. There is a possibility he could play on the wing at the NHL level, as we've seen with players like Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde, who both came up as centers, but eventually were moved to the wing. That's a possibility with him as well. Um, the Kings signed Francesco Pinelli to a three-year entry-level deal uh, last season. Uh, coming into this season is when that contract kicks in. So he will definitely be somebody to watch for the Kings development camp in July, as well as the rookie camp and preseason before being assigned to the Ontario reign to finally get his feet wet and see what he can do at the professional level. So really looking forward to seeing Francesco Pinelli uh, this coming season and see what he's capable of and can he keep that progression, progression going? If so, he's a guy that could see time with the LA Kings sooner rather than later. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode with another edition of Name That King. Uh, I like to play this game from time to time when we have former Kings who are in the news, and that is the case with this former King. Uh, how this works is easy. I uh, give a variety of clues about a former King, and hopefully by the time we get to the end, you have guessed who it is. If not, well, then you've learned something today. I think this one is pretty easy, but if you only follow the Kings and maybe not the NHL overall, or if you're a newer fan, maybe this could be a challenge. So let's play Name That King. This former King was born on July 1st, 1977 in Edmonton, Alberta. He was drafted 11th overall in 1995 by the Dallas Stars. In that same year, he was traded by the Stars to the Calgary Flames 
for former King Corey Millen and the rights to forward Joe Neuendijk. Uh, He would go on to play 21 seasons in the NHL with the Flames, Penguins, Bruins, Avalanche, and his last season with the LA Kings, 19, or excuse me, 2016, 2017. Uh, He played one season for the Kings. Uh, Along the way, this former King would score 625 goals and put up exactly 1,300 points. He won the Rocket Richard Trophy as the league's top goal scorer twice. He was the Art Ross Trophy winner once as the league's overall scorer. He won the Ted Lindsay Award once as league MVP as voted on by the players. He was named captain of the Calgary Flames for the uh, for the 2003-04 season and would serve in that role for nearly a decade, making him the longest-serving captain in team history. He holds the Flames franchise record for games played and goals and points. This former king was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2020. He wore number 88 with the Kings because when he was a kid, he idolized Wayne Gretzky, and he had a Kings jersey and put number 88 on the back instead of number 99. His full name is Jerome Arthur Lee Agunli Tig Jr. Elvis Aginla, better known as just Jerome Aginla, uh, one of the few non-LA Kings players that I was a huge fan of. Loved his game. He was tough, could score, a great power forward. I was thrilled when he became an LA King, even though it was obviously in the twilight of his career, just the one season. Uh, But Jerome Aginla, former King for one season, uh, Calgary Flame, great and Hall of Famer, uh, today was named Senior Advisor for the Calgary Flames under general manager and another former King, Craig Conroy. So again, hope you were able to get that, uh, name that King just for one season. Many people won't even remember he played for the Kings unless you're a Kings fan. But Jerome Aginla was for one season a Los Angeles King. Uh, Real quick, um, as you probably know, the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. And I know we've talked about some of the mixed reaction that some Kings fans have had with Jonathan Quick being in that uniform for that team, which a lot of Kings fans are not fans of. Uh, But I will say congratulations to Jonathan Quick, Alec Martinez, also former Kings, Braden McNabb, and Michael Amadio. Uh, Certainly have no ill will towards any of those players at all. Alec Martinez and Jonathan Quick are and always will be Kings legends. They were key, key components to the Kings, two Stanley Cup winning teams. So congratulations to them on getting their uh, names on the Stanley Cup again. At least Alec Martinez. I don't know if Jonathan Quick is going to get his name on the Cup or not, um, but he did get his moment with the Cup, skated around with it, although uh, I will have to say I couldn't believe they actually gave the Stanley Cup to Jonathan Quick before Aiden Hill, the goalie who actually won them the Stanley Cup. I get, uh, you know, the tradition of honoring the you know legendary players, but uh, that was a little surprising that Jonathan Quick got the Cup. He did get it from Alec Martinez, which was a cool, a cool thing. So, again... Uh, didn't not happy the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, be honest. But uh, congratulations to those former Kings. No ill will towards them, especially since they were traded by the Kings. It wasn't like they left in free agency for greener pastures. The Kings decided to trade them, uh, you know, in, in their rebuilding uh, process uh, and to try and make the team better. So, again, congrats to Marty and Quickie, uh, Braden McNabb, and Michael Amadio on becoming Stanley Cup champions. That is going to do it for today's show for your everydayers. Uh, those of you that listen and watch every day, you know that coming up tomorrow, it is our weekly Kings fan feedback show. Uh, your questions and comments will be answered and read. Not too late to get in an email, but you need to do so now. The email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Get your questions and comments in on everything or anything involving the Kings. Could be something we talked about this week. 
Uh, maybe those rumors that the Kings could be interested in Tom Wilson or Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, maybe the look back we had at the 2017 Kings NHL draft uh, that saw Gabe Velarde and Mikey Anderson become Kings. Uh, we had our special Kings fan interview with Stephen Barrett from Ireland, which was really cool. Maybe you have some thoughts on that. Or anything we talked about on today's show, the uh, the unrestricted free agent goalies available, your uh, level of excitement on Francesco Pinelli, uh, anything you want, your comments are always welcome. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can just post your comments below in each episode. We'd love for you to stay connected with the show while we're not broadcasting shows uh, by following us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.